Off to a great start. This is Tall Can Audio. What's happening, everybody? Welcome inside the TCA studio on a Good Friday edition of the podcast. My name is Matt Robinson. Hope you follow along on social media at Tall Can Audio. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you're hearing us right now. And uh, it's been a minute. I don't know exactly how long. We'll we'll get to that. I guess Michaela Schreider's here. What's happening? Hi, Matt. Glad Happy you're... Good Friday. It's a great Friday. It's a great Friday. It really it's is. sunny in Ottawa. It's a little mm-hmm. cold, but it's sunny. And that's a, any, any day that's sunny right now is a good day. Especially coming off the weird was it Wednesday? Ice storm, the thunder, and thunder, lightning, ice, storm. ice blizzard downpour. Why do we live here? That's so weird. <laughs> it was very weird. There was I don't know if it was as bad out here, but in Almont, like we had intense lightning, and at one point, like I'm, I swear to God, it hit right behind my house because like I wasn't anywhere near a window, and my whole house lit up. <laughs> and then I heard this crack of thunder like I've never heard before. Like I'm pretty sure somewhere around me got hit by lightning. And how are the dogs at that point? Are they like on your feet? Like, are they like right on you or? My one dog is. My yeah. one dog hates thunder. Right. The, it's my girl dog. My boy dog is just like, like he doesn't care. Okay. Nothing really bothers him. But even that crack, he was like, what's whoa, going on? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is serious. Right. We had a, a dog for, um, you know, when kind of through our teenage years or whatever. And, and she was incredibly timid, which was great. She was too scared to run away or like yeah. do anything. <laughs> Uh, also half crippled, so Aww. even if she did want to run away, like we would have caught her. It wasn't <laughs> going to be a problem. Great dog, but she was scared of basically everything. Yeah. And she was a golden retriever, and so mm-hmm. mom's rule for the dog was she was never allowed in the living room. That's where the nice furniture is. That's where the, the carpet is, right? The dog can't come in there. And she was tremendous. She would never come in. Like, she was incredibly well-behaved. And um, occasionally, you could tell, like, she'd put her, like, snout on the carpet and look in at you and, like, <laughs> see, how, can I get one paw in before anybody notices? Whatever. But uh, everyone loved the dog, except my dad, who just sort of acknowledged the dog's existence, right? Didn't hate her, didn't love her, was just sort of fairly indifferent. Mm-hmm. And so one night, all of us have gone to bed, except my dad, and uh, there's an incredible storm going on. And there's this huge crack of thunder, and it scares the shit out of the dog, who charges into the living room to jump up on my dad, basically, Aww. right? Like, I'm scared. And my dad's like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> now my dog's even more scared. Right? There's yeah. someone yelling at me. There's more trauma around thunderstorms. Right? Poor thing. Got no compassion from uh, from dad. But uh, yeah, no, it was a strange day here. Like uh, our buddy Lloydie there, his power was out for almost 24 hours or about 24 Jeez. hours. I had some other friends uh, in the neighborhood. Same thing. For whatever reason, this time I did not go down. So yeah, I was texting Lloydie saying, yeah, just. Just doing some laundry, dishwasher, running every light in the house on. Beer's nice and cold. Because I can. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but uh, I think they've basically got everybody back up and running now. But, Sounds uh, like it. Yeah. yeah. So thank, it was a bit thankfully. Of a mess. It was. And it was like, uh, hopefully. April. It's April, man. <laughs> and I, I was just going to say, and maybe I shouldn't, but like, hopefully it's the last, you know, kick at the can for winter, but I, I, it is Ottawa. I, that's right. I always am a little tentative. Like, I always feel like there's going to be that one more kick, but that might've been it. That might've been the one last kick what in the ass. What a way to go. I know, yeah. Went out <laughs> she, hard. Right? She went out like a bang. <laughs> right. Uh, we got beers today. You've brought me beer. You've uh, dipped into the mystical fridge out there. Sure Why don't we have. start with what you got? 
All right, let's uh, off to Gracer. Mm-hmm. There we go. I went with a classic today, Matt. Yep. I went with a Octopus Wants to Fight IPA from Great Lakes. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Can't go wrong. And I I don't pick it up as often as I should, admittedly. And so every time I come here, there's there's often been a can yes. in your fridge. I like it a lot. And I'm like, all right, got to go with it today. What do you have? So just on the octopus there, uh, last weekend I had a friend in town for uh, who I hadn't seen since before the pandemic. And like we've – it's one of those people like – I'm hard, like, it's hard to keep in touch for anybody, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm one of those people that after a certain amount of time, like, I just, it's a, it's a fault of mine, but I, I kind of let it fall apart, right? Like, I'm not good at staying in touch. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, this is someone who, like, every week, at least once a week, we FaceTime, we, yeah. And and so she was in town to, to visit last week. And like I said, for the first time since before the pandemic. So I knew there'd be a beverage or two. Um, and so I grabbed, like, I was trying to think of a beer that, like, at the end of the night, like you're fine to just throw back a couple more of or whatever. So I grabbed a bunch of Octopus Wants to Fight, just knowing it's something I like. I didn't want to be blowing through the the show beers, right? Which yeah. you know, those are precious, right? You got to have a bit of a variety around to, to keep doing the pod. So yeah, bought a bunch of the Octopus and I kind of forgot how much I liked it when you sit down and have three or four of those in an evening. It's, I'm amazed that at 6.2%, it's your <laughs> finisher for the night. I'm too old for that. <laughs> If I, if a beer, and this is, I, I've talked to about me, this that's slowing before. it down. I know. I, I start the day with a few beers and then often I end up moving to rum and then oh you sort of God. pump the brakes with a couple of beers at the end of the night if necessary. Right. And, mm. and 6.2 coming off the Bacardi is, is fair. a pumping of the brakes. Right? That's very fair. It's all, it's all perspective. <laughs> sure. I am getting old yeah. and, um, I've are. figured out the, I think the secret or a slippery slope, one of the two, <laughs> um, to not getting hung over the next day, Ooh. and that is day drinking. Yeah. And when I say, because like, at this point, I'm 33, I can do day drinking or I can do night drinking, but under no circumstances can I do both. And when I do, bad things happen. Speaking um, of things you can't do, you cannot say in here, you're getting old at 33. I will not be allowing that statement. To I do again. love saying it around people who are older than me. I'm, I'm public enemy number one. Sure. Um, but with day drinking, if I stop drinking at, you know, let's say 6 or 7 p.m., mm-hmm. sober up, have some water, have some food, go to bed, I feel fine the next day. Right. That is how I survived Vegas last year. Right, okay. And also, it is why I'm a thousand years old. Right. Anyway, what beer are you drinking? Um, yeah, let's do that first because I'm thirsty. Uh, this is one you brought me today. Yes, my, my, I was generous today. Yeah, my run of not having to provide my own beers continues. It's a great run. I love that <laughs> run. Uh, really the only type of run I'm doing at this point. This is from the new Base Camp Brewery out yes. in uh, Almont. It is. this. Uh, you may recall before I brought out Crooked Mile. I do recall. Yeah, they closed, and then in uh, their place, Base Camp opened. Right. Um, and what are they, about six, eight months in now? Yeah, I think roughly that. Okay. Um, and there, it's actually one of the former, so if you know Almont, it's very Almont-esque, but one of the former uh, Equator coffee roasters started a brewery, and that's Base Camp. So the guy's name's Justin. He's super nice, and... Uh, He's been really like open every time we go in there. He just talks to us about like his process and sure. he was very open about, you know, the first few batches. He, he's kind of got a variety of everything. Like he's got some lagers, he's got some IPAs, an amber, a mm-hmm. stout, a little bit of everything. And he he said like the first batch that he was kind of tweaking things a little bit. And every every time I've gone there, the beer has gotten better and better. And it was pretty good to start. Right. I'm not going to lie. Okay. So I've been very impressed with their beer so far. Their Vienna Lager is fantastic, the one that you have. Yep. Um, and uh, I've I, already I, forgotten the name here on it. it was uh, one for All. One for All, the yeah. Vienna Lager out of, uh, out of Base Camp. So this will be the first thing from 
Uh, obviously, you mentioned their Crooked Mile. I like their stuff a lot, and you guys brought it in for me a few times. I'd had it a few other times. This would be the first thing out of uh, the same building, but the new brewery. Uh, from base camp. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. Appreciate you bringing me something. No, I had to. Lever Sage made me feel guilty. So let's talk about that for a second. Because <laughs> Lever Sage was in here and uh, and he was just teeing off on a lot of people while he was in here. I honestly. know. I was on that list. <laughs> you were on that list. Josh was on the list. Uh, Ian Mendez was on the list. Can I correct things you for the You absolutely record? can do that. Because I texted him while I was listening to it. <laughs> and he said something about me having a session pale ale on tap. I have never had a session pale ale on tap, just for the record. And also, the beer he was criticizing me for having on tap is a base camp amber that Josh chose. So, I don't run as tight of a ship as he said. <laughs> but I do normally make the decisions. And this yeah. is the one time I gave the reins to Josh. So, it's it's funny, though, because that was what he was teeing off on you guys, but it was having kegs full of less... I don't know what you'd call it. crazy beers or like more because it wasn't a peanut butter and jam sour that Lever Sage would have wanted I to drink. Tell you, it was pretty good though. Um, oh, I bet, <laughs> I, and I know it was right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, but I will say, as someone who also has a keg, you can't do that. No, if you're gonna have company, if you're, and even if you're not, like you may want to have, in my case, two or three peanut butter and jam sours. You're not going to sit and drink that every day no. for a month or whatever. So if you're going to get a keg of something, it has to be something a little more. Up the middle, right? Whether it be a pale ale or a lager or an amber. I've had a, uh, I used to get when they were located in this part of town, the, uh, the amber from Broadhead. Oh, it's a solid beer. In the keg all the time. Now they're out in Orleans. It's a little less convenient. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. But that's the <laughs> way my world works is if it's convenient, I'm in. If it's not, I'm not. Hell yeah. Um, but you, you can't be having a keg full of crazy peanut butter chocolate stout. Or whatever, because you'll be the only one drinking, and even you will be sick of it by the end. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You need and you need a crowd pleaser because, mm-hmm. like, part of like, I love I love having a keg for when it's just me and Josh. But like, we don't drink. Contrary to the fact that we have a keg in a bar in our <laughs> right. basement, we actually don't drink that often. We only tend to drink on weekends. Mm-hmm. So we also the whole purpose of having our bar and the keg was, is having people over. Sure. So you need a crowd pleaser. Yep. You need something That's that everyone's right. gonna and and even I've struggled with that because I'm heavy into the IPAs, love me. Like I, I like to be punched in the face with hops, right? <laughs> Not everyone loves that. No. And I have to remember that because we've had a couple IPAs on tap and mm-hmm. we've had friends over and they'll, they'll have like one beer and then they'll be like, oh, so what's in your what fridge? You yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is fair. And we have a, you know, a, a mythical fridge of our own nice. um, that people can dip into. But yeah, we try to stay on the uh, middle of the road side of things. Um, and it, we're also seasonal. So like we went with an amber because it was winter. Mm-hmm. We're getting into spring now. So we'll probably get into like, you know, a pale ale, IPA, maybe a blonde at some point yep. uh, throughout the summer. And then in the fall, we get more into the darker beers and stuff. But yeah, you got to have something that you can drink quite yeah. a bit of and consistently and something that, uh, you know, is a crowd pleaser and more people want to drink. Plus, right. it's hard to find the... Super weird beers on t- on a, a keg. In a keg, yes. Yeah. Because often the breweries are just testing it out, see if people like it. They don't have kegs of it laying around to dole out. Like for me, when I say you can't often have like really dark, so y- you can. Like I- I've often had the the stout from Vimy, yes. but it's not a chocolate stout. It's not it's a peppermint stout. stout. It's just a straight up standard stout. And yeah. so it is mostly for me at that point, but it's not like most. You know, what, most beer drinkers can sit down and have one of them or, or whatever oh, and yeah. not feel too uh, weird. But you're right. You can't be doing anything too crazy on the cake. So you yeah. you got me uh, onto the Vimy Stout, it's actually. very good. It, it, it is. And yeah. like, I, I, lo- I don't love stouts. I'm, I'm a no. Guinness person for sure. sure. But like, 
uh, I find craft beer stouts tend to be a little too crazy for me. Um, but the Vimy stout is solid. Yeah. Like it's a good, easy drinking beer. That's right. Uh, yeah. Lee was in here just Beaver. taking swipes at all kinds of people. and uh, Very on brand for him. Yeah, and well, I, I want to make very clear. I love Lee Versage. <laughs> like course. he's my colleague. He's my friend. I, I yeah. love the guy. But the, our relationship is based on us making fun of each other. Okay. So well, fair enough. We're going to do it in a public forum. Well, here. then, uh, yeah, he... Uh, You've both now taken your swings and your friendship appears to be in a great place. <laughs> I don't think I've seen you. Is this correct? Since uh, St. Patty's Day? Correct. Was... So you can day drink or you can night drink, but <laughs> that, that started around 4 p.m. and went until much later than that. It was um, such a rough morning. It was a bit of a mess. Uh, and I didn't drink that much. I had four beers in total at oh no. Nita Brewery. I bet I doubled you up. And I, I'm and I not kidding. about it. I was not okay the next no, day. Okay. Like, I it was a rough morning, and I think it was a rough morning for all of us because we all just sat there and we we ran into Steve Lloyd and his yep. wife. Yep. And we we drank with them, and then as the night was winding down, Andy. Yep. Brings Our us a free Andy round from the brewery. Yep. Like, and you can't say no to that. No. When the owner of the brewery no. b- brings you free beer, and I, I think that's what tipped me over. And then I, I drank I drank too late into the night, <laughs> and then I ended up uh, not feeling well. No food other than some popcorn. <laughs> For about six hours. I don't even remember what time we left. Around 10, maybe? Mm-hmm. 10.30? And it wasn't even that late of a no. night when you think about no. it. Just too late for us. It was the duration. And I I, I agree with you. And I've talked to Lloyd E. Sense as well, who also did not have a great morning. Um, it was the point when Andy started bringing the free ones. And you were smart enough to pump the brakes even then. I had at least two or three more free ones. Oh, right my God. After. Well, I mean, you got to get it where you can, right? Like, free beer is free beer. <laughs> well, I'm used to Andy handing out free beer. If you're ever in the studio when Andy walks in, he's always got extra. But yeah, it was it was just the duration of the session with no food. And I got home and I ordered pizza. I think I texted you and Josh about this the next morning. <laughs> I ordered pizza, which felt very college of me, right? Like, oh, I got to eat now. <laughs> like, yeah. I, and my pizza didn't show up, but two loaves of garlic bread did. <laughs> I'm, I don't I was, know that I'd be upset about that. That, that like, sounds like a great, okay. great option. For the first, like, three quarters of a loaf, I was like, whatever, this is fun. This is great. And now you're just like, I wish there was a, at least a pepperoni in here That's somewhere. Or was it cheesy garlic bread? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, okay, at least you had no, some cheese in there. it was loaded garlic bread, but oh, I don't know what happened. And Matt, we're too old for this. I know. It didn't feel good. That like was it. the So that was St. Patty's Day. That was the first time I've gone out for St. Patty's Day, honestly, since I was in college. Except for what Josh corrected me on this. We did go to the Glen in Stittsville with my mom and Charlie, <laughs> my stepdad, yeah. uh, once a couple of years ago. Okay. But it was like when you're out with your parents, that doesn't really count. No. Like I had a couple Guinness and then I went home. Yeah. This was the first time going out, out, and it was a stark reminder of, uh, hey, you're too old for this now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I had texted Lloydy when you guys were on your way in and just said, hey, by the way, because I know he and his wife are craft beer people as well, said, we're going to head over to Nita if you just want to join us at some point. And sometimes they're in, sometimes they're not. It just so happened for whatever reason, his his kids were at the grandparents that weekend. Mm-hmm. He said, we're over at uh, at the Barley Mow. You know, maybe we'll come down. Maybe we won't. So you and me and Josh walk in and eat it and sat down for like five minutes. And then he came over. He already had a table. He said, yeah, come on. <laughs> Six hours later, everybody Ooh. headed out. And uh, 
yeah, he had obviously had to, to Uber home as well. Uh, come back. He texted me at like eight o'clock in the morning for whatever reason. He's like, just over here, get in the car. Oh <laughs> Lord. Why? It was a fun night. It though. was fun. It was great. And we had a great time with Steve. It was great. I had never met his wife. I hadn't before. either. No. It was great to meet her and, and they're really fun people. So yeah. it was all in all, it was a good night. It was just, we paid the price for it. hundred percent. Too old for this <laughs> shit. Too old. <laughs> Uh, one last thing on the beer front before we move off that. I want to touch on uh, a bet I got going on with Hoffley right now, which is quickly gone off the rails for me. Uh, it's Yay. Oshawa Generals, Ottawa 67s in round one Uh-oh. of the OHL playoffs. And uh, the 67s after Thursday night's 9 nothing trouncing of the Jennies. Up 3-1. So I want to get this out once more now while I can, because by the next time we talk, I think this is going to be done. Um and God love the Jennies. They tried. They got pounded in game one, seven nothing. Came back, pushed really hard. Lost in a one goal game in game two. Won in overtime in game three, and then yeah, got absolutely beat down again in in game four. Uh, but Hoffley and I have a bet: twelve beers for twelve beers, and a financial donation in either direction. If uh, if he wins, I make a donation to Chio Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario. Anyone here in the Ottawa area knows how amazing Chio is. Everything that they do. Uh, for for kids and, and families in this local area, so that's an easy slam dunk. I wanted to go, uh, and yeah, if uh, if Hoff wins along with my donation, um, I would also owe him a twelve pack from Oshawa's All or Nothing Brewery. Nice. And uh, if if the Jennies <laughs> were to miraculously uh, get it together, you never know, Matt. You never know, uh, and reel off three in a row here. Hoffley would owe me. Uh, a 12 pack from uh, a brewery that I guess he explained was a, a sponsor of the 67s. I guess that's why he's chosen this. I shouldn't speak for him, but I'm speaking for him because to me it was crazy that he chose this brewery. Uh, a 12 from the Mill Street Brew Pub in Ottawa. You and I have talked about that. You know that place very I well. I love that place. The I location, got married there. <laughs> the location is amazing. The staff are amazing. The people are amazing. Uh, I've been a little down on Mill Street since the acquisition, right? Yeah. That's just snobbery on, by my part. Right? And we're all guilty of it. But I will say right now, I will always support an Anheuser-Busch brewery yes, or beer. 100%. I will drink a Bud Light right now if yeah. I have to. We'll, we'll get to that, I think. We will. We will. Um, so that would be the brewery that he would be uh, providing me beers from. And he would make a donation to, uh, to for probably a lot of people, a slightly less known charity. It's called the Denise House in Oshawa. And they support abused women and their children looking to get a, a fresh start, a safe start, a healthy start moving forward, whether it be shelter for an evening, whether it be meals, whether it be you know outreach for education, job training, whatever it might be. But it's helping women in Oshawa and the Durham region get away from bad situations and get back up on their feet and, and get going. So that's the Denise House. You can check that out at thedenisehouse.com. Of course, we'll post the links to all of this stuff in the show notes at talkinaudio.com, wherever you're hearing this. If you got a couple bucks and you're kicking around on Easter weekend, if you want to support the Denise House, if you want to support Chio, both of them very worthy causes. Uh, I wanted to get those out there one more time because I have a feeling this bet will be coming to an end fairly quickly. You know what? And you can support either charity. Anytime. Regardless of who wins. Mm. And you can drink Anheuser-Busch regardless of who wins. This is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> or any well. beer you want. That's right. So... Um, all those links will be in the show notes, uh, wherever you're hearing us right now. Love that. Um, look, we got a bunch of stuff we can talk about here. Why don't we start though with, uh, with a question I asked on Twitter. Uh Uh-oh. That being over the course of the last 12 to 18 months, maybe a little less than that, you'll correct me. 
We've seen you head off to Orlando to watch high-end women's sports. Mm-hmm. Seen you head off to Seattle to watch high-end women's sports. Going and to yet, Portland in May, in May to kay. watch high-end women's sports. Okay. It is a long weekend, mm-hmm. and just down the highway, mm-hmm. the Women's World Hockey Championships are going on. Do you notice I'm sinking lower and lower in my seat as you get lower, more yeah. further into this yeah. question? <laughs> the question becomes, what the hell are you doing here? That's a great question, Matt. Um, <laughs> I asked myself the same thing. So, uh, full disclosure. A lot I, of guests ask that when they get halfway into this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I never do because I have beer. Um, okay. Uh, I... I had gotten media credentials for the Women's World Hockey Championships, mm-hmm. and I had full plans on going next weekend because next weekend is the semifinals and the finals. Right, yeah. I have a full time job, <laughs> so <laughs> I have to I have to be here during the week, and and I was going to go next weekend. We're dog sitting right now for a friend of ours, so we've got three dogs in the house, and I thought it may be a little unfair to leave my <laughs> husband with three three labs um, while I head down to now, to watch. Have you sports. considered, as I interrupt? labeling these dogs as emotional support animals. Oh, while yes. while Canada plays, you are often a bit of a wreck. Just, like you might have just a, case. a bit. You may have a case. Well, that's the other thing. Imagine me sitting in the press box. For, yeah. like, you're not allowed to cheer in the press box. No. That's not going to happen I'm surprised this is the route you went. I think tickets may have been a bit yeah. <laughs> better. Uh, and, and like full... Other full disclosure, like when I go to Orlando, for example, and I, I sit in the press box for Canada versus USA in the She Believes Cup, mm-hmm. um, I'm paying my own way there. TSN does not pay for right. that because I'm a contractor. I'm not a full-time employee, so, so you know, they won't pay for it, and that's sure. fine. <laughs> um, uh, and, you know, there's when you do that, there's things you have to say yes to, things you have to say no to, and you kind of have to choose where you put your time and energy. And, and it, I wanted to make it happen so bad because it's in Brampton. It's super easy to get to, but it just timing-wise didn't really work out. Right. Um, plus, I've got a few other women's sports-related trips uh, mm. planned for this year, including Portland and New York City, Portland for the NWSL, New York City for the WNBA. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I might have to sit this one out. Just and plus, I think the finals are on the closest are on, one. That's the closest that's one. The one that's, that's the part that's funny to me. Is just and like, and the finals are on a Sunday, and I so I'd have to take the Monday off, and just with work right now, I can't really take time off. Okay, it's, there's just a lot going on, and uh, it just like did not. It, so you're not going being, next weekend either. No, not okay. going next weekend. Okay. Uh, despite it being the closest one, actually, the other closest one I'm going to is in Toronto for the WNBA preseason right. game. I will be there for that. When is that? Uh, May thirteenth. Okay. Uh, so because that had crazy good. Reception. Yeah, right? they Tickets sold out on, yeah. on the same day. Right. Uh, which is, is funny. Vanessa and I are going, and <clears throat> we're going as media members. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got, we were going to get tickets for, because Josh is coming as well, and Vanessa's got some friends who are coming. Nice. So we were going to get tickets for the three of us, for her, me, and Josh, just in case, in case we wanted to, like, you know, take advantage of media credentials, but also watch as fans. Yep. And we got Josh, we couldn't get three tickets together. So we got Josh's ticket. And then between when she got, Vanessa got Josh's ticket. And when she went to get the rest of them, they, they had sold out. Oh, shit. So Josh has a ticket. Josh, Josh <laughs> Thank God. On his own. Uh, and we are going to be sitting in the press box because there's no other option. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. It was wild, though, to see how fast mm-hmm. this went up and the lined up sponsors and people wanting to be a part of this. You and I have speculated on here before that whenever the opportunity for expansion becomes MLSE would be 
front of the line pushing hard to get this done, right? 100%. It's that they want this and it appears uh, the community wants it as well. So. Yeah, I'm really glad that they had this reception because I think it shows that there's an appetite for a WNBA team in Toronto. And, you know, Toronto's a basketball city and Canada's mm-hmm. a basketball country, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think more we're... More and more so. And, 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 and same with soccer. Like, we're starting to see these other sports really take off uh, in Canada, which is awesome. And uh, I think that they're... It, this just proved like this this is also so the game is between the Minnesota Lynx and the Chicago uh, Sky. OK, Two like like decent teams, but a lot happened in free agency and Chicago lost a lot of people. Mm. And uh, Minnesota's got a OK team. They're granted, you know, they, they've got the second overall pick in the draft this year. So let's tell you everything you need to know. Um, <laughs> but they have a really high, a high concentration of Canadian players. OK, um, so I think that made sense to choose them. I think at the time when they selected Chicago, Candace Parker played there, mm. so it made sense to select them. But but she doesn't play there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that's no disrespect to the Chicago Sky. There's Kalia Copper is an amazing player, and you absolutely should want to see her play. Mm-hmm. But there was a good like couple of days there where even Kalia Copper on Twitter was like, "Yo, who am I playing with this year?" Because <laughs> <laughs> the the Sky had lost so many people, and as a Seattle Storm fan, I felt their pain. Sure. And uh, so so just given the fact that these are it's not exactly like the New York Liberty and the and the Las Vegas Aces, right? Mm-hmm. The two super teams are coming up here. Um, and, and still we saw a sellout this fast. Uh, I think that it just is so great and it just, it shows that there's an appetite for this and we, I, I suspect we'll have a WNBA team in Toronto very soon. Nice. Yeah. Uh, why don't we bring it back around to the world hockey championships mm-hmm. in Brampton right now? Um, off to, <laughs> I don't know. I always laugh when these sort of glitches happen. The, the, the opening ceremony. For oh any, yeah. <laughs> and even like there was some microphone complications getting feedback. But I always like for international competitions like that, they, they always want to have like a member of city council speaking. That's also cheese all the time. But once the games actually get up and going, Canada gets off to a very nice start against uh, Switzerland. And I believe it was Spooner who got the first goal. Hell yeah. Which was incredible coming off having given birth to uh, to her kid just in December. Dece- that's insane. That's that wild You've to gotten me. your body back in, in good enough shape to compete at this level. Uh, but that point, what do you make of, of game one against Switzerland? I mean, yeah, it's a great start to the tournament for Canada. 4 nothing win. Um, Spooner scoring the first goal of the tournament for Canada was also just such a great moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, she gave birth in, in uh, December to her son, Rory, who was in the crowd uh, for this one. Apparently he walked into the locker room before the game, strapped to her chest. Right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you and don't see that on the hockey night in Canada when everybody's no. getting off the bus with their Starbucks. There's never a kid strapped. Never to their a kid. Chest. <laughs> and, and it's the, that's the thing with women's sports, and we we often talk about this on on our show. Like we're it's it's not. What's that show again? Uh, she's got game on wow. TSN Radio Network. Interesting. Okay. Um, there, you know, it's it's not uncommon to see a, a female athlete give birth and come back really quick. We saw Crystal Dunn do it. Um, uh, she plays for Team USA and, and for the Portland Thorns. We've seen multiple WNBA players do it. Um, and it, obviously hockey players as well. Megan Mickelson uh, did it quite recently. Friend of the show, Amy Burke has done it. Friend of the, yeah, exactly. Like it's <laughs> twice. We, while we, we talk about it, we're like, oh yeah, that's really impressive. I don't think we touch on how impressive it really is. No. Like I, I don't have kids. I have never given birth, so I can't speak to it, but I have friends who have, and like they'll tell me things. Like my one friend was like, "Yeah, my organs are going back into place," and I was like, "I'm sorry, what? Your organs are doing what? what? Yeah, exactly." And another one of my friends was like, "Yeah, I'm waiting to get laser eye surgery because my eyes have to go back to normal after giving birth," and I was like, "Your eyes?" 
What, Where did you store your kid? What did, you do? what did the kid do to your eyes? Oh, and it's just like it's so impressive what the female body can yeah. do. And then you see like just just giving birth, just giving birth and then taking care of a child right. is enough. Yeah. And then whatever profession they happen to be in, because I haven't slept in three and a half weeks. I'm off to the gym. Exactly. Could you imagine that? No. I use any excuse. I sleep quite a bit and don't go to the gym. Like you should, you should see the excuses I give myself not to go to the gym. Like, oh, I'm a little sore. Right. Not happening. I have a cold. Not happening. And to to see these women come back from giving birth and then playing professional sports is just so unbelievably impressive. It's great for her to get that first goal out of the way too, because I feel like. Now the pressure's off her sure. a little bit. She yeah. can just settle in. You know, the monkey's off her back, so to speak. Yep. And she can just start playing. Um, the kid's on her chest, but the monkey's off Yeah, her back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, we also saw goals from Sarah Nurse and Sarah Fillier and Rebecca Johnson. So this team seems in fine, fine form. Um, you know, they're coming off winning two gold medals in a row. So... Which right. is rare. Like, Canada's struggled at the Worlds. Yeah, the World Championships have not been their friends. Right. When they won in 2021, it was their first time winning since, what was it, 2012? Like, yikes, man. <laughs> For a hockey powerhouse. <laughs> and and the, the Olympics, they have a ton of luck in, yeah. right? Like, yeah. at that point, they had um, four 14. out of five yeah. of the last gold medals came, went to, to the to Canada, yeah. the States won in Pyeongchang, but we don't talk about that. Um, Barely even counts. It was a shootout, so yeah. it didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Not better. See, this is why I can't go to the press box. <laughs> I shouldn't be asking Team USA questions. <laughs> Hey, Haley, don't you think USA sucks? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me whether or not winning in a shootout counts. Right, yeah. Go ahead. She knows. Hillary, sorry. I meant Haley, like Haley Salvian, who'd be up in the press box. Oh, (laughs) yes, yes, that's fair. (laughs) I know She's much more professional than me. (laughs) (laughs) She would be fine. (laughs) Right. Um, it's, It's off to a good start. Have you... Paid much attention? What have ticket sales been like? What's the embrace been like from the uh, from the community? Uh, what are you expecting out of the rest of this? I think that uh, granted they're playing in Brampton. I think the, the capacity in these in these arenas is like three thousand. Um, yeah, it's an OHL rink. Yeah. I I was a, honestly a little disappointed that they weren't playing in Toronto. Hmm. Like I don't know, and I don't know what went into the, the decision behind Brampton. Right. Uh, I know a lot of players. There's a high concentration of, of professional Canadian athletes from Brampton. Right. Like, yeah. um, Kadisha Buchanan and um, a number. That's the only one who comes to mind sure, right now. But I happens. promise there are more. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know why they chose Brampton, uh, but I think Canada could. Was this not a last minute one? It, it could have been because the world championships have been a little bit all over the place the last couple of years, right? right. They, remember they were canceled the and then, yeah. 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 And the last ones took place in August. Like this is a pretty quick turnaround time. I feel like Brampton was one of those ones, like maybe it was Russia, maybe it was, Co- like, I don't know, but one that stepped up late and grabbed it. Like, maybe I, I, I could be wrong on that. And I don't, and I don't want to crap on Brampton because no. like good on them for, for stepping up. But like the, these teams, I think. These games could could be in bigger arenas, even like something like Rico. And sure. it's not, no, it's not Coca-Cola Rico Coliseum. Coliseum Coca-Cola Coliseum. Yeah. Um, you know, there's. I think there's other arenas that they could be playing in with more seats. And I, I just think, think you're it, right. But sometimes things get lost in Toronto, right? Sometimes yeah. you are a little better off. I, I don't know Brampton specifically, but like maybe Hamilton would have been a better choice, right? A slightly bigger. City. I, I don't know. Brampton is now one of the fastest growing cities. Oh yeah, it's a whole other thing, but. Sometimes and GTA shit just is gets still lost. GTA, yeah. right? Like it's uh, at the same. It's least, gonna take it just as far, just as you long. No, hundred percent. And I do remember though, right? Like Toronto got criticized quite a bit when they held that twenty uh, sixteen World Cup of hockey. 
because the daytime games and whatever, oh, even with yeah. NHL players, weren't selling out. Well, sometimes, like I said, it's it's hard in Toronto to get. I don't know, like maybe a slightly bigger arena would have been better, like you could have done in Hamilton or Kingston has a great building uh, for OHL. London has a great building. Um, I don't know, maybe part of it too. And actually, I'm sure now that I think about it, trying to dodge the OHL playoffs. Yeah, it's a tough and time. And Brampton here. has lost their team, so that building is available in Hamilton. You have to allow for the fact or London that they would be playing, right? So I don't, I don't know. I just was curious how the the breakdown had gone, whether it had looked like it had been well embraced. Once we get into oh. the medal rounds and the USA games, like, you know that shit's going to sell oh, yeah. for sure. And I think it's been pretty well so far. At least, like, I don't know. I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but the games I've watched so far looked pretty pretty packed. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of... Brampton's also any, any of the GTA cities, really. Like, there's a huge contingent of young hockey players, right? There's yeah. so many... Uh, uh, rep teams in that area, especially for women, for uh, girls teams. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot, you, you can see all of the teams that are there, right? Like in their jerseys and stuff. 100%. Um, and, and again, I'm not criticizing Brampton. I think it's great that they're hosting. Uh, I remember it was 2013, Ottawa hosted the Women's World Championships. Yeah, I went to that. It was uh, awesome. Yeah, it was so great. It was it was at the Canadian Tire Center. Yep. Um, and it was the same time of year because it, it was we're back into the regular cycle now. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I'd love to I'd love to see Ottawa host again sometime soon. I thought that was great. The result wasn't great, but uh, I went. It might have been day one. Had a me and some friends had a, a double header pass, so you went in the afternoon, and like there's no event buses or you get let off like a mile from the arena and whatever. But it was, I think, Switzerland, Finland in the afternoon in front of a couple dozen fans were like, it was just us and like almost nobody. Mm. And in this giant cavernous 20,000 seat arena, you're like, this is a bit of a bummer, right? And that game ends and you had just enough time. They push you back outside and then force you to come back in and had a hot dog and a beer. And it filled up like a bloody Sens game. Like it was jam packed. I don't remember if it was a complete sellout, but huge crowd in this giant NHL arena for Canada, USA, and it goes to a shootout and Canada wins it in that shootout. And like everybody's jumping up and down and hugging and whatever else. Now, Canada went on to lose that tournament in the gold medal game, as we do at Worlds. Uh, Yeah, at that point. But in that moment, you're sort of like, this is the, the, the crossroads that the sport is at, right? Like we're ready and I, I just referenced a few minutes ago the world the the men's World Cup of Hockey in Toronto in 2016. Canada games are sold out. You want to throw Europe at Czech Republic in 1 p.m. in the afternoon? People just aren't going, right? Yeah. Like it, it's the same across the board. It, it really point, is, right? right? Like especially on a weekday afternoon, it, it's it's a tough sell. But that was about as much fun as I've ever had in that building. And I've yeah. seen the Leafs have a lot of success in that oh, building. Oh yeah, I'm so. sure you have. Um, and, and I think it's also worth noting. It's amazing the difference between 2013 and now, how women's hockey is covered in this 100%. country, right? That tournament was not promoted to the same level that we're seeing That's this right. tournament yeah. promoted. We didn't have the same, we didn't have a, I, I can't remember, but I guarantee you there wasn't the same access to a panel, high profile people on the panel. Right. Um, I mean, Tessa Bunham was still playing yes. on the team at <laughs> that right. point. That's right. uh, so that's fair. Um, but the coverage of the women's worlds has also increased dramatically in recent years. So I think as we see that continue to happen, we're going to see attendance go up, viewership go up, all that stuff. And, and, and it was still, again, Canada, USA will always draw course, a crowd. 100%. Always. That's the second time that I'd seen it. I was at the Four Nations Cup or something mm. in Kitchener in like, 
I don't know, 03, 04, something like that. And that was Kitchener's one of the great OHL barns, and that place was just hopping. So loud as hell. Uh, Canada won that in overtime. Haley Wickenheiser, you may have heard what her up? scored a goal in uh, in overtime to win it. But that's a blast, right? So as we look at this year's tournament again, I believe, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that Canada in the rivalry series was down three to one or three nothing. Three nothing came storming back to win it. Hell yeah! In uh, in game seven. So here we are at Worlds, and is that? Can we read anything into that? How significant are the roster changes? Is Canada going into this one in all likelihood staring down another matchup with the USA? Would would they be considered the favorites this year? Or would you still tip it to, to USA? It's so hard with these two teams because I don't think there ever is a clear favorite. It's always a, to- a, a, a coin flip. Right. And even with the rivalry series, like the rivalry series that we saw this year is a prime example of why it is impossible to predict the outcome of these two teams. Canada goes down 3 nothing. They come back. They, f- I mean, th- there was going to be a Game 7 anyway, but mm-hmm. they force a Game 7, and they win the thing. Right. They won four in a row. And that flip-flop is exactly the very typical outcome between these two teams. You just never know. Mm-hmm. This is, I said it in the Olympics, and I think th- the reason that we're, we've seen Canada win the last two World Championships and the Olympics is this might be the best Team Canada they've ever iced. Wow. And, you know, I, I don't say that lightly. Yeah, I have a tattoo of Haley Wickenheiser's <laughs> number on my arm. Like I, I'm not giving any disrespect to the previous players, but there's just something about this roster, man. Like they have such great chemistry. Whenever you have Marie Philippe Poulet on your team, it's also, you know, she's the trump card. That's the cheat code towards ex- best roster. Exactly. Ever. She's yeah. a cheat code. You've got Sarah Nurse. The big the biggest roster change really has been Natalie Spooner coming back. Yeah. And so Canada's only gotten stronger. And Renee Debien is a fantastic goaltender and has been playing, I think, some of her best hockey in the last couple of, of right. months, years, really. Sarah Fillier. Sarah Fillier. better. Like, and, and, you know, she's the next one, right? Yeah. Like, she's going to be the future of this team, and she's already come into uh, playing such a like right now, role. the next one might almost be diminishing, right? Like right now, she might be the other one, mm-hmm. and then yeah, it's not next anymore. Right. Like it's so unbelievably impressive. The the next one's probably um, uh, Caitlin. Oh, I forget her last name. Yeah, uh, she was at the U eighteen. Caitlin Kramer, mm. uh, the U eighteen World Championships. Like the the next one's not here yet. Sarah Fillier is here, right? And uh, she's playing so well. Sarah, like I said, Sarah Nurse, like. Sariner scored more points in the Olympics than any other Team Canada player ever has, right? Like, she's sitting there, like, quietly being one of the best players on this team. I remember me. I'm on the cover of the NHL video game. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> scored on an NHL goalie in the right. All-Star game. Um, this, and, and I don't want to take anything away from Team USA because they also have a number of amazing young players yeah, in particular. An, they have a next one of their own. They sure do. Yeah, and Abby Rock, right? Abby she's Rock. come along pretty well. And she's so good. I, she could have played, she could have chosen which team to play for and she chose America. Oh, I it's didn't fine. know that. I'm not better. Um, <laughs> but they did just lose Brianna Decker. Okay. She retired. Yeah, and right. I, I've long said to anyone who will listen, Brianna Decker is the most underrated female hockey player of all time. Hmm. Um, I think she's one of the best American hockey players to ever play hockey, and and she just loved playing against Canada. Um, and that. anytime Hillary Knight's on the ice, it's yeah. you know she's she loves to score on Canada. So I I I would never predict a winner between these two teams, but I I I do think that Canada's on a roll right now. 
they're feeling themselves. They're they're feeling pretty good. Uh, so I like their chances. But at the same time, when it comes, if it is a Canada USA final, um, flip a coin, man. <laughs> and keep just keep your wallet in your pocket. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Don't bet on it. And also don't talk someone, to me. Right. Bet on a good game. Don't bet on a winner. Don't. Yeah, exactly. But do the prop bets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess maybe the biggest story that's not involved in the tournament is who isn't there. And we've seen a player from Slovakia. Uh, she's at 15 years old. I'm going to let you take a shot at the name. Nella Lapushnova. Okay. Thank you. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Right. I've said it many times on the air. So if I'm not, please let me know. <laughs> Um, she's been lighting the world up now for like two years, which seems ridiculous at 15 years old. She's out there just doing Michigan's on like high level 18 year old players. Um, it's a shame that we won't get to see her in Brampton, but like this has to be huge for the sport to get one of these superstars. You know, we've seen top end players out of Finland and out of Switzerland, but to get another one in a place like Slovakia that can really help like boost if nothing else, the profile, right, of their program and, and get people paying attention both inside the country and outside to have a player like this that looks to be, you know, the next, next one yeah. uh, in a country that, you know, hasn't historically been at the top of the podium. This would be huge. Absolutely. Like what she's done, she's 15 years old yeah. and we're already like waiting for her to get here. At 15 right? years old, I'm playing like No Mercy WWF on the N64 oh, yeah. and like, Going to bed at two in the morning. <laughs> at Fifteen years old. I got a concussion playing hockey by playing uh, freeze tag with my teammates. That's how seriously I took it. Um, and yeah, you didn't she, make it. Eh? No, yeah, okay. that, no wonder my uh, hockey career never right. worked out. Um, what what this girl's doing is is insane. Like we saw her in the U eighteen cha- World Championships. Like you said, you know, doing the Michigan goal, uh, being the leading scorer in in points uh, for that tournament. Um, Caitlin Kramer for Canada was the leading scorer scorer in goals, I believe, or right. the reverse i can never remember but either way like she's up there with the best player on team canada right right? um and she plays in a a, a slovakian men's league the same one at at the time anyway she's since switched i believe but she was playing in the men's league that uh yuri slavkoski played in okay and she was scoring at a higher rate than he was at that time like come on man this this girl's the real deal Right? Like, just being in that league, at one, it shows that maybe there should be more options for young women playing <laughs> hockey. Um, but it's, it's, it's well, wildly At this point, I don't know where you done. put her. What league where is going to be good. Well, that's just it. And I think there's there's speculation on, on where she will end up playing. Like, will she come to North America, for example? Maybe join the PWHPA? Sure. Um, yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> just saying. Yes. Um, because that would, like, having having someone who made headlines like that play everybody saw that that was all over hockey twitter as like a holy shit moment yeah exactly i don't care if you're a hockey fan i don't care if you're a women's hockey fan you know you saw that yeah like you know you probably knew who we were talking about when we said young slovakian hockey player yes and it wasn't anybody it wasn't your eyes Slavkowski. yeah (laughs) like no exactly um so i i think it's amazing uh for the growth of the game outside of canada and the usa i think i think like women's hockey has certainly taken off here and we've known that for years. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work to be done in how it's marketed and how it's promoted, but at the same time like in terms of the grassroots level, it's grown exponentially here in North America for a long time. And now we see someone who could lead the charge in growing it in Europe and that's I think that's really exciting and promising. I meant to save just before we move off women's worlds and I don't have it in front of me. You probably know it off the top of your head, but coming into this tournament, Marie-Philippe Poulain was getting ready to set a couple of different 
landmarks in her career. One of them, I believe she's sitting on 99 yeah. international goals. It seems reasonably safe to predict she will hit 100 during She'll this save tournament. save it for the game winner of uh, No doubt, overtime of the gold medal game, something like that. I think, is there also something along the lines of a, a record for like longest serving captain now or something? Like there was a few different things coming into this tournament. Um, look, there's no question that while we're seeing a bunch of people on the Canadian women's team carve out their own legacies, their own careers, their own reputations, the one everybody comes to see is still Marie-Philippe Poulain. Um, you know, this is going to be a big week for her. Absolutely. On home soil, especially. Like, And, and yeah, she's she's got all these records she's sitting on, whether she's already hit them or she's about to. Um, she hit 200 points uh, during the rivalry series, right. I believe. And she's 32 years old. <laughs> and while I sit here and I'm like, I'm 33, I'm basically dead. Um, <laughs> like, she, 32, you've got a lot of hockey left in you, right? Yeah. Like, she's got a lot left and she's in better shape than I am. Right. So, unsurprisingly. <laughs> um, so, to think that she's already done this, she's already carved out her legacy, really. Mm-hmm. And she's got, you know, for, for argument's sake, we'll say another six to eight years left yeah. on this team. And I like I, I knowing the way she takes care of herself, it could be more. Um, yeah, it depends how long you want it, right? How long you want to keep traveling? She already has a career in her back pocket. The Habs mm-hmm. have hired her on. Um, you know she's going to compete uh, compete through at least this next quadrennial, uh, heading into Italy, uh, which yeah. is the next Olympic Games. And then I guess you sit back and you reconsider. But if she wants to, there's no doubt she'd be a dominant player for at least another four years after that. It, it just, it becomes about life choices at that point. Right. And yeah. What and you, then plus what you want to do the, um, PWHPA, like whatever league they yeah. set up. Like, I think she wants to be a part of that. And, sure. and, you know, we saw her lead the charge in the CWHL for a long time. So, um, I think she's got a lot of, of hockey left in her and, and we've only, we've already seen so much and yet we have so much more to go, which is so impressive. So, anything else on the women's worlds before we move off of that? No, just pray for my anxiety. <laughs> Maybe I'm just really happy it's in Brampton dogs. and in the same time zone. Right, that's oh, what I'm really that. happy about. I've seen, I've watched too much late night and er, I have no issue with early morning. No, I, <laughs> I have an issue with late night hockey, and I've watched too much of it in the last couple of years. So you got to be looking for more like Newfoundland hosting or whatever, which even ends at like another hour, half hour earlier at night. Yeah. <laughs> Get, you know get, what? Get your shit together, St. John's. Like, get on it. Jamie Lee Curtis has been on this. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> I, I promise I'm going somewhere good with it. She's been on this kick of asking for matinee concerts. She wants bands to start playing 1 p.m. shows. And first of all, Jamie Lee, where do I vote for you? Second of all, I, A, want the same thing for yeah. concerts. I want the same thing for hockey games right. and sporting events in general. I want more matinee sporting events and I want more morning sporting events. I have a little bit of that to look forward to with the World Cup. I also have a little bit of late night sports to look forward to with the World Cup. Right. Um, but oh, yeah. I That's will... New Zealand and Australia. That's going to be a nightmare. There's a, there's a 4 a.m. game, which I'm okay with. I can deal with that. You'll let me know how it goes. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you all the highlights. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of... I think you can see matinee concerts at Casino Rama. Like, I think when... When purple wine plays or uh, no uh, April wine April wine purple Pur- wine uh, purple deep rain purple deep and pur- and I've April combined wine. a bunch of things here. <laughs> All of them would fit the category though. <laughs> Actually, speaking of early morning hockey, that's bad for you. Yeah, uh, and I and I promise there's a tie here. Um, <laughs> during the Pyeongchang Olympics, there was a 2:30 a.m. game for Canada, and if you're asking, did I get up and watch it? 
bet your ass I did. And I think we talked about this. I think I stayed up. Yeah, you, you stayed up. up. <laughs> I got up early. And then I went and worked a full day at the Ottawa Hospital, which is my full-time job. Right. And then I did the Sens pregame show that night. <laughs> and the post-game show, though, eh? No, not the post-game <laughs> show. But that night, I made several mistakes. Hmm. Uh, one, uh, the Sens were playing Columbus. I thought Rick Ooh. Nash still played for Columbus. <laughs> and at that point, he had been traded a solid two years prior. Right. I... At the time, there were two players on the Ottawa Senators, and this is the tie to your uh, purple wine. Wine. <laughs> there were two players on the Ottawa Senators. There was Logan Brown, and there was Nick Paul. Mm. And I combined them, and I called him Logan Paul. Oh, no, the asshole on YouTube. Exactly. I was like, so Logan Paul on the Ottawa Senators, and everyone's like, Michaela, who are you talking about? <laughs> so sleep deprivation does terrible things, and don't go on the air after you get up at 2 a.m. to watch hockey, but also I've been where you are. Did so you okay. did you uh, enjoy Logan Paul's performance at WrestleMania last weekend, Shrides? I didn't watch it. Oh my god! All right. I managed to avoid WrestleMania this year. Thank God. I, I was going to watch the Kevin Owens match. Sure, the tag match with Sami Zayn. Yes, and, and yeah. they're, they're friends now, right? Yeah, okay. the tag team. And I was going. Like, why are they mad at each other versus why are they friends? Oh, I know. Um, like it depends which six month segment. We're exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's the ultimate soap. But I managed to. All right. Get out of it. All right. God. This is, uh, I don't know, maybe Lee still one rung ahead of you on this yeah, that's TV, fair. I guess. You know, it's funny. <laughs> this happens with you and with Lee. Like, I'm like, I hate wrestling. I don't like wrestling. And then we start talking about it. And I can, Vanessa's you know always what, like, you just you named exactly so much. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I absorb a lot through osmosis. 100%. Now, uh, Vanessa, I think we talked about this maybe the last time you were both in, but it is officially official. It's website official yes. now. She's the uh, the permanent co-host of She's Got Game on the TSN radio network. She sure is. Yeah. We're That's, very excited about this. Yeah, yeah. So uh, heads up for that. Yeah, um, you, you get even more Vanessa and Michaela content now. Is it, uh, it's it's a good Friday, it's a holiday long weekend. Is there a new edition this weekend? Sure is. What are we uh, talking about this week? We have all the highlights from the NCAA Women's Basketball Championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot that happened. It's true. And it was a great tournament. Okay. Uh, very stressful for me, but it was fun. <laughs> and so we, we talked about that. Uh, we talked about the NWSL. We get, we're a couple of weeks into the season now. Portland is looking great, but uh, their NWCL is on a break right now because Canada is set to play France in a friendly hmm. on uh, Tuesday of this week, actually. Okay. Um, so we talked a little bit about that as well. And uh, the WNBA draft is coming up this week. So lots going on right now, women's sports. That's uh, across the TSN radio network all weekend long, or uh, you can check it out at tsn.ca. We're going to get into some of that in just a bit. I want to switch gears for a second, though, and talk a little baseball. Yes. And I want to combine it because I've been kind of nerding out here over the last little bit. When uh, when Ian was in here earlier in the week, Ian Mendez, we uh, introduced him to his AI clone. Hmm. I played the uh, Ian Mendez AI voice for him. Oh, God. And it wasn't bad, but it's having a hard time. Anyone who says Canadians don't have accents should go to this particular set of software. And it like put Ian's voice, but with an American accent. Because that's all it can do. It'll get your voice right, but it gives you an American accent. Right? Okay. So there are two different pieces of software. One of them is you ask these AI bots different questions. And then the second piece is you can type anything you want or copy and paste anything you want. And it will recite it to you in an AI voice that is remarkably human-like. So I've got something here that I want us to work through together and and just see which ones you like. Uh, Don't worry. I have not cloned your voice. Okay. Um, This is a randomly generated voice by the website that, uh, that I'm using. But it's combined right now with... Uh, there's a guy who works for Fangraphs who does all kinds of, uh, like that site does all kinds of great stuff for baseball fans putting together, you know, 
crazy streaks and weird statistics and things like that. So this started in 2021 and he took team mottos. And if you're confused on what that might be, you can think if you're a Sens fan a couple years ago, it was United in red, right? Like little things like that, that they just, you know, whatever might speak to the fan. Last year, the Jays was next level. Um, So in 2021, this guy took every major league baseball team's official motto from 2020 and programmed it into an AI bot and said, make up new ones for these teams. In 2022, he took the real ones from 20 and 2021 and the made up ones from 2021 and said, now make up new ones. So we're getting a little more away from the real stuff, right? Mm -hmm. This year in 2023 was the first one. He didn't put in anybody's real motto. He just programmed it with the 2021 and 2022 AI made up ones. So in theory, these will become more and more abstract, right? The team mottos are just sort of like, I know this is what a team motto should look like, Mm -hmm. but the words are probably a little crazy, right? So I want to play. I didn't do all 30 because some of them were just, eh, like the Blue Jays one was, uh, um, twas the night before rending. Huh? I don't even know what that means, right? So there was some <laughs> stupid shit like that that comes out. But I'm going to play you a couple of them here and we'll see which ones we like and they will be read to us by just an artificial voice from this AI program I've been using. Good to go? Good we to understand go. what let's, we're doing? Let's do this. Let's move through a couple of these. I understand the game. All right. Arizona Diamondbacks, you got to beat them or you can't. <laughs> You're just like yes, that is the point. <laughs> you're like that's that's what we're trying to do that's, here. Right? You remember that Eric Carlson clip when Dave Cameron was still the coach of the Sens and they were interviewing Dave Cameron and Eric Carlson walked by and they go, Eric, what's the key to tonight's game? And he goes, score more goals than the other team. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that's sort of the idea, right? Uh, the next one here. Atlanta Braves. My heart goes a little gangsta. <laughs> I would wear that T-shirt though. Hell yeah! Right? Like I'm wearing... I don't even know what that means. No. But it's provocative. Right. I like it. Right. Boston Red Sox. Beauty is in the eye of the beer holder. <laughs> I mean, that's accurate. Yeah, I understand that. And I probably already have that T-shirt. Yeah. Right? Like... I don't even like Boston, but no, I get that. Exactly. Chicago White Sox. Forever or possibly something less. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. good. The only better Chicago White Sox slogan could be like Chicago White Sox. The other Chicago. Yeah, team. we're that other one. Cincinnati Reds, you said we were going to the beach. <laughs> Not excited this to be great. at the Reds game. This is apparently. great. Colorado Rockies, it's going to be beautiful or maybe acceptable. <laughs> yeah, walk it back a little. If, if you're a Rockies fan, you know it's not going to be beautiful. Also sounds like the weather in Ottawa. Right. right. Houston Astros, good luck, fuckers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hell yes. That one could not fit any more perfectly like... Good luck. We've already figured out how to beat you, right? Yeah. We've got our, our little scandal, our little uh, whatever. Chef's kiss. Right. Los Angeles Dodgers. Let the great unwashed wallow in its squalor. <laughs> For the richest team in baseball? Yikes. That kind of fits. I don't yeah. mind that. Yeah. Los Angeles Angels. Testaments to the boom times to come. <laughs> Looking forward to some boom times. That's awesome. Yeah. Milwaukee Brewers. We build the block. We sell the block. We fucking rule the block. Oh, my God. That's aggressive. Milwaukee, calm down. New York Yankees playing the hipster bats. See, I don't think hipster when I think Yankees. I think the opposite of hipster. Exactly. Mets is hipster. Yes. And I I cut theirs out because all it said was this is no longer Broadway. And you're like, all right. Like, some of them are just. Inaccurate, but sure. Yeah. (laughs) 
Philadelphia Phillies. This team is awesome, and we have the scanned documents to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> Need evidence. That's I love this. And after being like kind of a team that wasn't really supposed to get to the World Series last year and make that, I kind of like it. We, yep. we can prove it. We were good. We're good. We swear. Yeah. Pittsburgh Pirates. This side of sadness. <laughs> that works. <laughs> Maybe the worst team in baseball. Oh, Lord. San Diego Padres. Welcome to hell and like it. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, I think, two more here for you. And I think this next one is, uh, no, there's one more before that. Let's hit the Giants first. San Francisco Giants. This team is highly compatible with booze. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of teams. Yeah. Highly compatible with booze. Baseball in general. And Leaf playoff games coming up. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what we got next. I think this next one is maybe the most appropriate in the entire list. Tampa Bay Rays. This club is so busy winning that they don't need you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty poor attendance in Tampa Bay. This one works. And uh, just one more to go here. Texas Rangers. If it ain't broke, what do you want us to do about it? (laughs) (laughs) So... In theory, this guy's going to keep running them out every year with now just the fake, like the year's previous fake ones, and let the AI take off from there instead of the real ones. And yeah, in theory, every year they'll get more crazy. So maybe we'll uh, we'll look at these each year. Did you have a favorite? Oh, man. I like the Angels, um, you know, in, uh, in testament to the boom times to come. Yeah, yeah. I like the boom times. Let's see what that's all about, right? The Houston Astros just... Good like, luck, I, fuckers. I, I feel like that unites <laughs> baseball fans outside of Houston. Yes. In general. It could not be more on the nose. Exactly. Yeah. And, it, and the Dodgers, for me, with all the money they spend, you know, whatever it was, let the, the minions wallow in their own squalor. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, and the Boston Red Sox it pairs well with beers or something like that. Beauty is in the eye of the beer holder. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Clearly, was I paying attention? Um, I, I love that one. And, and I'm a Boston football fan. But mm-hmm. outside of that, Still, I eh? hate every other Boston yeah. team with a burning passion. And But I love the city of Boston. I relate very hard to the city of Boston. <laughs> and I feel like that was very accurately uh, portrayed to the city of Boston. So loved it. What do you think of the uh, the voice? I think there was some moments where the inflection isn't perfect. Like the last one, the yeah. Texas Rangers, if it's not broke, what do you want us to do about it? I think it's how it's supposed to sound, but it sounds more like almost like gangster, right? Like if it's not broke, what do you want us to do about it? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's some moments where I think it, it, but the voice itself, pretty lifelike. It very lifelike, yeah. scary lifelike. Oh yeah. Um, I, I'm curious, and maybe we can talk about this off air, like how, how do you get? The Ian Mendez generated AI voice. Can I do that to, to myself? Oh, yeah. Or do I need more? You can create a strides voice. Do I have to be a bigger deal? All you need is anywhere from five to ten minutes of a person's high quality voice. Okay. So you have been on a microphone a time or two. A couple times. So there is high quality audio of you. So that's all high I quality. did. High quality. With the... Debatable. I didn't necessarily say <laughs> of the takes, just of the voice samples, right? Yeah, yeah. So I have here somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,093 episodes of the Talking Audio podcast on our servers. I can go back and grab some shrides, oh, cut it out, paste it in, and and uh, yeah, send it to you, and you can do whatever you want with it, right? I don't want to uh, make homework for you or, no, or it, give it you work, but much. that sounds like a fun next episode that I'm on. That would be projects. awesome, for sure. And I thought about, and honestly, if I had more time, like if I'd have thought of this sooner, 
I was actually going to go back and find Vanessa's voice and mm. she would have read those to us while the two of us were here. And then it would have been like, she was here with us, but Aww. some of them work out really well. Some of them don't really sound like they're, um, the exact person. And I don't know if it called up here for, like, I've obviously cloned my own. It just, it sort of sounds like me, but much more high pitch and nasally, okay. right? Like it, Hey everybody, it's AI robot Matt here. Somebody tell real world Matt to shut the fuck up. I'm not nasally. I sound freaking incredible. Okay, now back to the show. It, it, so some of them work really well, some of them don't, and, and that's it's terrifying. Just, it is. We're heading into a place where things place. will be deep faked that you just won't even be able to identify. Right? That's what I'm scared of. I'm like, oh my god! Like, not, not that anyone would do this to me because again, I'm not important enough. <laughs> but like, who can they make say what? Right, is my fear. Okay, and well, we're already seeing it. There are. And actually, maybe I'll just send you these because they're really fun. Um, there's someone who's spending basically every waking moment of their lives on YouTube. And they've created like a club where uh, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, and Joe Biden hang out together playing video games together. Fuck or yeah. like ranking McDonald's sandwiches. Or, oh. And that's all. Like there's nothing really malicious or political about it. No. They make it sound like these three are best buds when they leave the stage. And they just go hang out doing stuff together and ripping on each other. And, I and like I said, playing Mario Kart or something. So I want the same thing. Yeah. I, whoever's listening to this, if you have AI skills, this is your assignment. Okay. I want the same thing, but for Justin Trudeau, <laughs> Pierre Polyev, <laughs> oh, and Doug Ford. Oh, God. I want the three of them talking about, I don't know, their favorite Simpsons episodes or <laughs> uh, playing video games. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Throw Jagmeet Singh in there. I don't care. I want that for Canadian politics. I think that'd be great. Uh, so just before we move on, new beer. Uh, we've been chatting for a bit. My, new my beer, new you? No, same me. <laughs> uh, this is the Chalktown Stout, which Ooh. I had uh, the last time, uh, what, two episodes ago when Mendez was in here. I pointed out that uh, it was listed as a dry stout and he goes, well, it's called Chalktown. Like it's just probably going to be dry. I don't think that's what they were going for necessarily, but um, yeah, just kind of uh, mid-afternoon here, uh, 4.5% easy go. going stout as we, uh, we coast through this. Uh, we are coming off the... March Madness. Hell yeah. NCAA basketball. I will be honest, I watched zero minutes and zero seconds of the men or the women. Uh, just not my game. Um, you're lucky to get me to watch the pros and, and the college. Uh, just I, I, It doesn't grab me. I know it grabs everybody else. I'm. This isn't some, it's stupid, it's bad. No, it's me. I get it. I'm the problem. It's me. Uh, it's me. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get you, Tay-Tay. <laughs> Uh, but I do understand that it was incredibly, uh, noteworthy tournament, lots of stuff going on. What did you take away from, uh, from March Madness, which wrapped up, uh, I guess about this, well, last weekend. Yeah. Sunday was the, uh, women's championship. I only paid attention to the women's, by the way. Okay. Sorry. I can't get in the way of the, all the right. crack. Um, uh, I do this all the time. I talk and then I ask a question. And, then you crack and now I'm ready to crack my beer <laughs> as the other person starts to talk. I respect it. I, res- <laughs> I have to respect the cracking open of the beer. Um, so I, I only watch the the women's tournament. I don't watch the men's tournament. Right. Um, and again, it's me. Uh, I just don't have time. Sure. Um, but the, the women's tournament was absolutely fantastic this year. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Caitlin Clark, but uh, she had her On your Twitter a time or two. <laughs> yeah, I, I talk about her a lot. Um, we've known since her rookie year uh, that she is 
one of the best basketball players in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And she's just gotten better and better as the years have gone on. And, and this year in particular, like the regular season leading up to this tournament, um, was just phenomenal for her. Like every night it felt like she was breaking records um, or making history. Who was she playing for? For, uh, for Iowa. Okay. Uh, and, and what's Ooh, more... good. I know that much. Yeah, they made it to the finals. <laughs> yes. And like no disrespect to Iowa, but like they basically have Caitlin Clark and that's it. Monica Sinano is a, a, a very, very good player and they've got, very, they've got other very good players. But when you look at like South Carolina, LSU, Virginia Tech, um, Indiana, UConn, there are other other teams with so much more depth than Iowa has, right. and Iowa just has like Caitlin Clark is the team. She is the show, and she's had herself such an amazing tournament. She broke Cheryl Swoops' record for most points scored in a tournament. Granted, Cheryl Swoops did it in one fewer game. Mm-hmm. It's worth noting. Sure, um, but despite losing in the championship, so Iowa got to the championship, which in and of itself was pretty impressive. Not a lot of people had them what going was their there. Seed. They were they were technically second seed, okay. like two two seed, because yeah. they won their conference. But South Carolina was the team to beat. Right, they're undefeated on the season. They're the defending championships. They have not lost a game in an over a calendar year, <laughs> and. Uh, Iowa faced them in the final four. Mm-hmm. I had Iowa going to the championship and winning it all. So this was a very nerve-wracking game for me. Jeez. And and Iowa beat them. And yeah. like, like that's the big boss, right? Like if this were a video game, that yeah. would be the big boss. Uh, Don Staley as the head coach, historic head coach, Aliyah Boston, Zaya Cook, like the, the freshies as they they called them. It's like the... <laughs> 2019 class that mm-hmm. have been together since since the rookie years. Letitia Amir, she's Canadian, by the way, mm-hmm. um, on that team. And uh, they, again, like they had won 42 games in a row and Iowa was the one to break that uh, winning streak. So uh, in that game alone, Caitlin Clark had 41 points. Right. And in the previous game against Louisville, she also had 41 points and a triple double. <laughs> and she's the first person to ever have a 40 point plus, a 40 plus point triple double in Jeez. NCAA history. Like this girl, I, I'm not kidding you when I say like every night she does something historic. Legit, yeah. And uh, in the championship game, despite... Uh, Iowa losing to LSU, uh, Caitlin Clark had 30 points. Like, it, yeah. it's just unbelievable. There, there were a lot of other things that went into this game. The refs kind of made themselves the story. Unfortunately, there were a lot of fouls and weird fouls. Caitlin Clark got a technical for just, like, tossing the ball out of her way at one point. <laughs> Kim Mulkey didn't get a technical for making contact with the ref, which I thought was an automatic technical. Sure. But- who am I? Um, <laughs> but it, it like I don't want to take anything away from LSU. Like Angel Reese in particular had herself a season. She has been absolutely fantastic this year. Um, in the championship game, uh, she did have 15 points, 10 rebounds. It was her 34th double double of the season, which is an NCAA record. Um, so like sh- she had an amazing game. Their bench had an amazing game. Jasmine Carson in particular came off the bench for 22 points and she was averaging 2.2 points coming into this game. Shit. Like the, uh, <laughs> what LSU did in this game. It's like, time to step up. Honestly, like it was, it was such an incredible game to watch despite the fact that I wanted I- uh, Iowa right. to win. Um, we don't love Kim Mulkey for what it's worth. Okay. So I, I, Vanessa said, if there's a way to watch LSU win and Kim Mulkey lose, that'd be great. <laughs> um, there wasn't, unfortunately. No, that's uh, going to be a tough sell. And, you know, personally, I may have issues with Kim Mulkey, but it is impressive what she's done. This is her third title um, that she's won in the NCAA. Um, sorry, her fourth title. She's third all time hmm. in, in titles behind Gina Oriama. And Pat Summit, maybe you've heard of them. Yeah, uh, pretty pretty notable uh, women's basketball coaches. 
but uh, like this, this was just one of the most entertaining games I think I've ever watched in my life. It was so wild, and if you told me LSU shot 100, percent I believe it. Like everything was dropping for them. They shot 54, percent but like I saw that and I was like, no, nah, it was 100. percent Well, it was a bit of a blowout, wasn't it? The final. Yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, uh, I don't have the score in front of me, but it was like a hun- It was over 100 points that LSU had yeah. scored, and I think 80 something for right. Iowa. That's so it was, my it was a as well, yeah. high scoring game for sure. Um, and, and LSU had a number of low scoring games coming into this one. So that was very impressive. I was a very high scoring team. Cause again, Caitlin Clark right. was on the court. Um, if you ask, by the way, Josh thinks he discovered Caitlin Clark. I believe him. And it's a bit like when Ross said he, he came up with got milk. <laughs> I did. I did. I should have written it down. I wish I'd written it down. And that's honestly been my <laughs> life for the last couple of years. Every time I mention Caitlin Clark, Josh says something to the effect of like, well, you're lucky I discovered her. So that's been fun. Um, and what's what's more impressive is like. Well, he also noticed that Marie-Philippe Poulain might be slowing down. So I we should keep an eye on. <laughs> don't listen to what he says. He's just trying to piss me off. That is his MO. This guy is an only child. Okay. And he didn't get a sibling to right. pick on okay. growing up. So guess who he has taken all of that pent-up energy I've noticed out on? a couple of times, yeah. That's His wife. A, yeah, yeah. That's me. I chose this life, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's more exciting... Hashtag Team Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's more exciting is the fact that Caitlin Clark's a junior. She's going to oh, be back shit. next yeah. year. Okay. She's a senior next year and... In in their rookie years, it was Caitlin Clark and Paige Beckers. Paige Beckers plays for UConn, and they were the two most exciting and electric players in the NCAA. And and that year, Paige Beckers was healthy. She finished the season, and she they both had amazing NCAA tournaments. They met each other, I think, in the Elite Eight. Um, Caitlin Clark, uh, sorry, Paige Beckers has been injured this year and and kind of dealt with a lot of injuries since then. Mm. But what I'm really hoping we get to see next year is both Caitlin Clark and Paige Beckers in their senior years going into their NBA WNBA draft year. Right, that's going to be so wild and so exciting. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Paige Beckers, heir to the convenience store fortune. Uh, you'll be able to find her jersey at any remaining Beckers locations. What was their ice them. drink? A Foster? I, no I think a Froster? Sure, maybe. I don't know. I grew up in a small town in Ontario. So that like had Beckers a Beckers. Every we small went. town had a Beckers. Yeah. So, so by all accounts, like a really interesting tournament, fascinating to fall. And the TV ratings and, and streaming numbers, um, you know, attendance, everything oh, yeah. backed up that this was maybe one of the most compelling tournaments that we've seen in quite some time. It was the most available and promoted and covered tournament. And unsurprisingly, it ended up being the most watched tournament. Funny Look what that. happens <laughs> when you put it on TV, you promote it, and you give us actual analysis and coverage leading up Tell to it. Tell people what they're looking at the same way you would in any other game. Exactly. Yeah. And and look what happens. In the in the Final Four alone, so the Iowa-South Carolina game that I talked about, mm-hmm. they had an average viewership of 5.5 million people. The LSU-Virginia Tech Final Four game had an average viewership of 3.4 million people. And then the finals had an average viewership of 9.9 million, and it peaked at 12.6. It was the most viewed NCAA women's basketball game on record and the most viewed college event on ESPN+. It is also... It has also had higher viewership than any Stanley Cup final. I was just going to say, to put this in context for our Canadian listeners who don't necessarily follow NCAA men's or women's, the NHL is ecstatic if they get 2 million yep. to watch a Stanley Cup finals game. 9.9. Right. So this was huge. Uh, I just saw whether or not, maybe it was Thursday, 
uh, a note that Iowa has had to cut off selling tickets for next <laughs> yeah. season already because it's out of control, the number of people who want it, and they just don't have the infrastructure to, uh, like, enough, right? We can't, for now, Please handle, slow down. We can't handle <laughs> anymore. So this is what happens when you give it attention, when you show people that this is important, right? And yeah. when you give it the time of day and make it feel big time, when it is big time, people acknowledge that it's big time and they want to be a part of it. Exactly. And, and this is what we talk about when we say, you know, people love to make the argument that no one watches women's sports. And when you objectively look at the numbers, yeah, you see lower viewership mm-hmm. than you do for men's sports. But I've always argued we're not looking at apples and apples, right? No. You're looking at one sport that is heavily promoted that mm-hmm. you get hours and hours of analysis of mm-hmm. and one that they might, if you're lucky, put on TV. And that's it. And it might be filmed from an iPhone 4 oh. camera. <laughs> like or a, a, what was the doorbell cam yes, exactly. from the U18s. Yes. Like, You're watching this from the Nest <laughs> front door camera. Yeah. This is, we're not looking at the same thing. We're not comparing the same thing and it's not fair. This is one of the turn, one of the first, tur- the first tournament where we can, I think, say, and again, I didn't watch the men's tournament, so objectively, I can't. I can't comment. There was definitely still more promotion that I noticed uh, sure. in non-game times yep. uh, of the men's game, but I think this was the most heavily promoted and 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 covered NCAA tournament. And look what happened: we had ten million, an average of ten million mm-hmm. people watching the finals. And if, like you said, if that happened to an NHL game, oh my god. People would be over the goddamn moon that this is one of the biggest NHL yeah. hockey games of all time. And, and and I get that the NHL is very popular in Canada. Sir, They're still I, growing in, in the States. And, and but it's still a reasonable comparison point. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And and it, and it also, it got higher viewership than any NBA regular season game. Right. So uh, on ESPN. So, you know, we're... Clearly there's an appetite for it. Clearly people want to watch it. If you like basketball, you really don't care who's... Exactly. I just, I, if you're into a basketball game, throw it on and let's see, right? Like, I, you're not exactly. really worried about whether it's the men's or women's university final. It's, I'm probably going to watch both if I'm a basketball fan, yeah. right? So, if and, you build and that it, played out. They will come. Right. Right. And, and available and, on something other than ESPN 8, the yeah. <laughs> people show up, right? So. And, and to, to make another comparison on a different sport, like mm. the NWSL, TSN is airing more NWSL games or any NWSL games this year, which is great. And over the weekend, Portland was playing KC. It was on ES, It was on TSN. They had an, a viewership of a little over 425,000 people, I think, mm-hmm. 475 maybe. Um, it was the highest viewed uh, NWSL regular season game. And and obviously we're looking at a regular season game versus championship. So like yep. it's not in the millions, but mm-hmm. still uh, look what happens when you put it on TV. It becomes the most viewed NWSL game in regular season history. And, and also for comparison, like that's probably what you're looking at for your average NHL regular season, definitely more than your average CFL regular season mm-hmm. game. Uh, so the, the viewership numbers are pretty solid. And well, like apples to apples, right? Like yeah. that'd be right in line with TFC. Right, yeah, that's about what exactly. they're drawing on TSN, and we see and, ads for T- TFC all the time. Yeah. And and what happened? I, I can tell you from my experience what happened that day. I got a notification on my phone: Portland's playing KC. It's available on the TSN app right now. I turned it on and I watched it. Yeah, it it needs to be that simple. It was, and look what happened. Right, beautiful. Uh, Canada, France. Got a friendly coming up. What is the atmosphere around this thing? The last we heard from the Canadian women's soccer team on a big stage was before the She Believes Cup down in Orlando. And they're back in action now. This is a gear up towards the Women's World Cup, which is coming up uh, at ungodly hours here later on this year. Um, But 
what is the vibe right now around everything that's going on around Canada soccer and this friendly against France, who's no pushover? No, no. This is definitely a great measuring stick for Canada. And, and you know, I think the one thing in comparison to the She Believes Cup is uh, Christine Sinclair was on um, Julie Foudy's podcast a week or two ago, and she talked about the fact that like Canada did not want to be playing in, Clearly. in, in the She Believes no. Cup. And they didn't play well, and it showed. And they were in the middle of a, you know, the the – launching of the public battle with Canada yes. soccer I'll say uh for for you know fair pay and equitable support and uh, like you this know. isn't complicated think about whatever business you good listener work in and your people are on strike and for whatever reason you're told yeah okay but Thursday afternoon you have to work or we're going to sue you you working hard you're, yeah. you're having a good time Thursday is your best foot being put forward that's what this was all about during the she believes cup this was not the right time for no. these women to be playing and I, so I think we're going to get a, obviously a better effort than that. I think that while they're still in the middle of this fight, mm-hmm. um, they're, you know, they're not a week or two days removed from le- releasing the statement that launched it. And they're not, they're still going to get peppered with questions, but not to the 100%. same extent. Um, not having Janine Becky, she's out with it. Uh, she tore her ACL. So she's <laughs> out for the year. That's going to suck. Yeah. Um, but the, Canadian players in the NWSL have been doing really, really well. Um, Christine Sinclair, while she's not on, she's only on the score sheet with one assist for Portland so far. Portland has been fantastic. They've scored, I think, eight goals in their first two games and only allowed one. She's been on the the, the pitch for the vast majority of that time, generating a ton of chances um, uh, and and making a, a lot of plays that have led to high scoring, high danger scoring chances. She's been playing really, really well. And she's been moved to that midfield position, right? right. She's not a striker uh, anymore. So um, I think she's settled into a good role for where she's at in her career. Sophie Schmidt is is captaining Houston Dash. Kaylin Sheridan is is being absolutely solid for the San Diego uh, F- San Diego Wave FC. They're two and zero so far. She's in she's in goal for them, and uh, she started both games. So the Canadians have been playing really well in their respective teams. Jesse Fleming's over in Chelsea right now, and they're all I think they're all just really thriving with their club teams. And I've loved what I've been seeing so far from them. So I I'm liking that mm-hmm. for Canada's chances. But I'm just excited to see get get a good idea of what this team is going to be heading into the World Cup. And I think France is a better measuring stick. I also hope we get one more friendly between now and the World Cup. What's one of the things they're pushing for is like some sort of launch game, a kickoff game, uh, to send off game, sorry, is what at I'm looking home, for. Yeah. At home would be great. Uh, in June, yeah, give maybe. Give Canadian fans a chance to send them off, yeah. cheer them on, watch. Which every team gets. Like it's, You're it's, defending Olympic champions. Jesus Christ, I can't believe we have to fight for this. Well, so where is this game? Uh, this is in France. Okay. Yeah. And is it televised, you know? Uh, it, see, this is one of the big things that they're fighting with Canada soccer Someone right now. Someone will be over there shooting it on their BlackBerry curve. And It'll, it'll be, be on One Soccer. Okay. You got to subscribe to One Soccer because of that Canada soccer business deal that we love so much. Um, and I don't think it, I, I, I don't think TSN even can carry it. I could be, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, but I, as far as I, as I know, you have to subscribe to One Soccer right now to watch was it the not women's games. When the men were qualifying, I think it was Sportsnet who had struck the deal with them over TSN, was it not? That was broadcasting, the, uh, picking so. up the one soccer feed. So you're at Do this point. Do the same thing. Yes. Please. Wouldn't that be wild? Wouldn't that be nice for for a sixth ranked uh, team in the world versus a team that just qualified for the World Cup for the first time in 30 years? Anyway. Yeah. yeah funny that. Uh, <laughs> what is France's ranking right now? Do we know? Uh, they are, I believe, They're certainly top third? 10 as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. They're definitely ahead of Canada. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to vamp for sure, a we quick can do that, minute yeah. while I look it but up. But these are the sorts of opportunities that are supposed to be presented to a team on the way to the World Cup. You want to be playing people in your world. You want to be playing teams maybe a little bit better than you so that you can kind of get your feet under you, what systems are working, what players are working. Like this, this is like if you think of spring training or NHL uh, preseason, but with all your good players in the lineup, right? Yeah. You don't have three lines of AHLers backing up your one top line. Exactly. Um, these are top end players playing top end players. And France is uh, fifth overall. Okay. So, so they're right one, there. Yeah. yeah. One spot ahead of Canada. They're very uh, comparably ranked. Yeah. Um, and, and France is like the one thing about France in the World Cup is they're, they're always in it. They hosted the last one. Um, and Canada, had, despite being defending Olympic champions, has always struggled in the World Cup. Yeah. So this, I we've talked about it on the show. I, Vanessa and I really do feel like this is, if there was ever a team to make headway in the World Cup, it's this one. Their roster is just so strong, and they've got a great combination of young players like Jesse Fleming, uh, who are, you know, they're not up and coming. They're here, and they're solid, and there's, we know who they are. There's a girl that has known our family forever. Her name was Jessica Fleming, played with my sister, playing kids soccer all the oh, time no. growing up. And I, it's not the same person, but I always kind of go, go Jesse Fleming. Go right? Jessie. Yeah, exactly. I remember watching her as a kid. Right? So. And then you've got, you know, the veterans like Christine Sinclair and Sophie Schmidt, uh, you know, still there and still contributing. And so I think it's that perfect balance. And, right. and it's that time. If they, I, I will, I'll say it. If they don't do well in this World Cup, it's not their fault. It's Canada Soccer's fault. Right. It's it's the fight that they've got going on with their federation. Because how can you properly prepare for a World Cup when a you're not being properly resourced to do so, right. but also you're spending all your time and energy fighting for those resources, and it's it's hard to imagine being able to play at your best when you have to do that. Hundred percent. Anything else we wanted to touch on before we get you out of here? I don't think so. No. Go Canada in every respect. Yeah. Lots of Canadian teams happening uh, or having at it right now. Uh, You can check out all of it. You just mentioned uh, uh, you and Vanessa talking about much of this. That happens every weekend on the TSN radio network and at tsn.ca on She's Got Game. God help us all. Vanessa Sanchez, the new permanent co-host. Let's go. I do drop that in every now and then. Um, yeah, this was great. Uh, the women's world hockey championships going, that is at least getting the promotion it deserves on TSN because frankly, it's hockey and we are suckers for hockey in this country (laughs) of any kind. We will watch, uh, but the broadcast that they're putting on Tessa Benum hosting, I, for years now, I I can remember because I'm one of those people who likes to claim that they liked cool bands before everybody else liked them. Mm -hmm. Cheryl Pounder was doing preseason Leaf games, like their inner mural, inner mural, inner squad. They always have a blue and white game during every uh, training camp, and Cheryl Pounder was doing color on that and doing. And I'm like, this, she's really good at this. She's like, great. And now, yeah, she's everywhere. Right? Yeah. She's doing World Junior. She's doing Women's World. She's doing NHL games across the country. She. She's fantastic. And I knew her before all of you. That's what I like to say. <laughs> okay, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That, that's exactly it. And a uh, friend of the show, she's been on. So we like there that you too. Go. We love show. That's right. Um, but uh, they've resourced this women's world yes. properly. And uh, and so credit to them for that. Uh, we'll be keeping an eye on that throughout the next week or so. Uh, of course, we got Canada, France coming up. We got the WNBA draft coming up pretty soon as well. We'll have to have you back on to talk about that on a, another episode. But. Mm. It's a holiday weekend. I know you got things to do, and uh, I don't know. Were you uh, were you a big 
Easter family? Lots of eggs to hunt and stuff like that as a kid? I hate Easter. Oh! It's my least favorite holiday. No way. I don't like spring. Spring is the worst season. Right. Um, we know you're it's... a basic fall girl. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love fall. Um, and I, there's something about Easter I've never liked. Everyone makes ham, and I hate I, ham. Yeah, <laughs> It's gross. Okay. And I just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm being forced to go to family dinners against my will. And, 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 and for ham. I, I mean, my family may listen to this. Love you very much. Sure. But also, we, we have to limit the family dinners we do because Josh and I end up, my parents are divorced. So we, I have two dinners to go to. And then we have Josh's. And it's sure. like three dinners in a four day weekend. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot of ham. It's a lot of ham. Right. And it's a lot of like not resting. So we've had to like put up boundaries and be like, okay. We're only going to do so much. Right. We'll spread out the family dinners to other weekends. So okay. I love a long weekend. Yeah. I don't love Easter. Okay. See, our do you East, love Easter? Uh, nostalgically speaking, yes. Okay. Like as a kid, and I'll remind me, I have a story to tell you off the air. <laughs> uh, but as a kid, like my parents did all the stuff, like stuff was hidden all over the place, right? And like we always did the Easter icons. But as we grew up, we started to do stuff with like, um, like cousins and, and friends and stuff where like my mom and some of the other moms would do like a much bigger like outdoor scavenger hunt mm. where like you'd go around the neighborhood and there'd be clues and hints oh, cool. and stuff like that right and that continued into our 20s nice yeah now everybody's drinking and ripping around at the cottage on golf carts trying to get to where you're supposed to be first and stuff <laughs> like that. That's way more fun. And like it would be stupid stuff like go to this place and the the hint would be take a picture for every letter of the alphabet whatever and we'd find a way for them all to be about beer or alcohol of some kind or whatever. Just stupid stuff like that. It sort of became a my favorite holiday at the cottage was like all the families that we knew in that like on our lake would get together for this hunt that well into our 20s, our parents were still putting on for us, right? <laughs> And you'd maybe only see these people once or twice a year, but the kids, as we'd call them, but who were all done university or still in college or whatever, were ripping around having a good time. And it was a totally different vibe than maybe the Easter egg hunt when That's you were kids, fair. but it was so much fun. Right? That so, does sound fun. Right. So I still have sort of a soft spot for, for Easter, but uh, yeah, it's it's not necessarily so much the, the ham and the, the hunt in the morning for the eggs, but no. uh, Mini eggs are great. I love mini oh, eggs. Yeah. But like any time of year, like those Cadbury eggies. The mini yeah. Egg, yeah. Oh, you can get those all oh the time. Oh my God. And yes. it's probably cheaper because they're astronomically priced right now. 100%. Cost of living oh, crisis. Tuesday morning though. Yes. <laughs> Cheap chocolate. See at the bargain bin. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you guys listening to this bargain bin podcast we call Tall Can Audio. <laughs> uh, we'll wind this one down here. She is on social media at Shrides, S-C-H-R-E-I-D-S. Her craft beer takes on Instagram are at Crafted in the Capital. We're on both of those platforms at Tall Can Audio. For Michaela Schreider, my name's Matt Robinson. We'll see you on Tuesday morning. I should mention that. I was I was on a roll, Schreider. We were out of here. I got to point it out, though. Uh, we won't be doing the normal Monday morning show with Rob. The whole Easter weekend thing throws everything into flux. Rob and I will record Monday afternoon. Look for that Tuesday morning instead. For those of you lucky, I guess, government workers who get a four-day weekend here. Uh, yeah, Tuesday morning will be the, uh, the show where Rob returns. With that all out of the way, we'll wind this one down. For Michaela, I'm Matt. See you next time. What the hell is that? Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Why are you so pissy?